The following may contain language that is not suitable for all audiences. Is it time? The bells say it is. Sure is. All right. Low Fat Podcast. Back again. Episode number whatever it is. 551. Oh. Well, that we don't have numbers. So, lots of stuff going on. And before, before we... Before we start, start, I was thinking about some things like um, the really flippant statements. You know, embrace the suck, cowboy up. Oh, I hate all that shit. I do too, but you know why I hate them? I, I was thinking I like execute, about, execute, execute, though. Well, the flippant statements, the reason why I dislike them is, is as I thought about it and thought about it and thought about it, I think originally... Originally, the flippant statements were answers to pretty tough situations where certain types of individuals need to kind of make light of what's going on to help them get through. You mean to help motivate people? Whatever. But as, as with many things that seem to work really well, it had been... Hijacked, I guess, by uh, by certain people to apply to non-serious situations, flippant situations, and so it doesn't have the effect. That's probably because of who's saying it. Yeah, right? I mean, I mean, because like, what was it? Uh, so here's one that I really hate: uh, five by five. Five by five? Yeah. <clears throat> it's radio check. You know, how do you read? If you uh, say five by five... That's like clear? Loud and clear. But uh, you say five by five? Yeah, you can. So, people do on radio. That versus. just means prima. Right. It got hijacked somehow in the late 90s by some weirdo who thought it'd be really cool to say, how you feeling? Like, I'm five by five. Like, so you're loud and clear? What? I mean... And you don't like back in the day either, do you? I don't for different reasons. Yeah. Because everyone says back, well, everyone in this town says back in the day. Everyone but me. I don't, I will not say that. It's just. I don't have an issue with back in the day. I think it's dumb. Back in what day? Back in whose day? Well. You know? Because it's sloppy. Well, not even that. I just, I just don't like it. I don't like the you sound mean, like of it. it. So somebody said back when I was a kid. Well, that, that, there's, there's some, like in the sixties or whatever. Sure. There's some specificity in that. I can kind of, I can kind of understand it. So it's, is it the, is it the laziness? Well, let's, let me, let me clarify. I don't care if somebody else says it. I will never say it Mm -hmm. because for me, it just, it doesn't, I don't know. Just, I think it would sound stupid coming out of my mouth. Okay. But. 
you know, you want to say, you you know, you're not going to judge. Nah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to have any opinion one way or the other. I hate it when I say like on the podcast and when I'm editing, it's incessant. Well, you can edit yourself out of that. So you can say like as much as you want. I don't edit the likes. Really? I just got to stop saying it. Okay. Wow. That's hardcore. Yeah. It's really hardcore. It is, man. You're sitting there. You're, you're not airbrushing yourself. You're not putting yourself on the soft lens, so that's to speak. Probably, that's probably why some people listening are just like, Ugh. Well, didn't you say that's what you were doing for last time? That's you, all right. What do you mean? Well, you told me it was putting you asleep. Yeah. That last episode wasn't, it wasn't that great. I wouldn't say that. Our purpose is, one of our purposes is to put you to sleep. <laughs> well, I also used, um, I'm still using our wonderful music from who I never acknowledge. Oh. Mr. Andy Flores. And uh, his, uh, I think his, his label is called Artificial Fantasy. And um, Isn't that a bit redundant? I don't know. That's just what he calls it. Okay. And um, he has one which is called Untitled Dream. And when I use that one, it's like, it's like being in a dream. So that might have been what put me to sleep, man, the music. In a dream that is untitled, nonetheless. Yes. Okay. okay. Yeah. Where we're an untitled dream. That's what our podcast is. It's like a bad dream. Kind of like that song. <laughs> I love that song. Living in a bad dream. Oh, let's not talk about Michelle Joy, shall we? Okay. Ah, <sighs> oh, Michelle. She's probably never going to hear this. So. But if she does. But if she does, yeah. You could, you could surely fatten her up. She'd get really fat if she was hanging out with me. That's so. basically your mo, right? You you date a girl, and mm-hmm. they usually put on about fifteen pounds. So, ladies, if any of you out there want to feel that you're too thin, feel that you need to gain a few, you can uh, you can email us, and we will put you on a direct path towards uh, you know putting on some weight by yeah. the of hanging out with me. So anyway, uh, I really didn't have a particular topic for the week except to say a lot of the stuff going on um do you have a potential fix for the things that are going on or do you have a or have you identified do you do you have a potential identifier for some of the reasons why things are going on and right off the bat we will we will discount we will we will exclude religious reasons I know, okay. I know some people that, you know, their go-to to every, the root of all problems is that, you know, people are getting away from God. And while that is probably correct, I don't think that's the reason that we're going to just go to. I I think it's it's a topic that, because in last week's episode, you talked about the rational, right? Mm-hmm. And how there's people that want to be seduced, right? And that's we all want to be seduced. And that's kind of an emotional, that's like an emotional reaction. Mm-hmm. Seduction is an emotional thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're an extremely rational person and you think about things rationally and you don't kind of get drawn into the emotional, then it's much harder to seduce that that kind of a person. So I think I think a lot of the problems is because everything's freaking about emotions now. Well, let's not let's not let's not uh, cheerlead one group over the other too much. I mean, okay, so too much emotion does have its downside. Too much rationality definitely has its downside too. 
So, you, so you're saying there needs to be a balance? Well, I think there always needs to be a balance, but I'm, uh, I, I don't think that one, one approach is particularly better than the other. Each comes with, uh, like the emotional approach, approach comes with its baggage. Right. So does a rational approach. I mean, if you're a super rational person, let's say you're a super rational person and, you know, this is this is a repeat ad nauseum of stuff that I said before. But if you're super rational, there's really no need for friends or family. Mm. If you're super rational and you have a disabled child, oh, you're not gonna you're not gonna sit there and say I'm not you know you're not gonna you're not gonna waste resources quote unquote. So waste it's like resources. the uh, what is it the uh, the Spartans? Well, the Spartans were pretty funny about that too because they didn't do that to the royal family. Well, yeah. Putting aside the royal family, it's like the spot. The, the whole the whole thing of the Spartans is well. That's no. the story, right? Right. But I think I think the Spartans, if they were going to be the way they were going to be, they should have done that to the princes, to the king's family too. Right. Everybody. Yeah, because everybody needs to be able to fight. Well, yeah, like a shield rule or whatever it is, or whatever. But the, but the 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 way the Spartans did that kind of shows the way we are. You know, we had been talking many, many times about hypocrisy and, uh, you know, all this stuff. And, you know, I've come to realize kind of in concurrently with, with, you know, listening to some various uh, entertainment radio slash personality types that 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 mode of argument argumentation is kind of pointless. You know, to say, hey, you're being a hypocrite is really pointless because that, that person's like, F you, it doesn't matter. I don't care. There's no hypocrisy. I'm better than you, and you, you, you know, shut the F up. Well, they're not going to say that I'm better than you, but Sure they are. All right. To their actions, they are. Hmm. That's, how, that's how someone can be a billionaire and claim to be anti-capitalist. Which is insane. Well, it's... If, if the laws of justice and rationality were unbreakable, that should cause the world to implode. To sit there and say, I'm, I, to be, sit there and be a, a billionaire and say, well, I'm an anti-capitalist. Communism is right. I'm like, what? Even communists, right? To sit there, to, to have them say stuff like that should make you sit there and go, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. So, so just coming back to the emotional thing, the problem is, I think if you're led by your emotions all the time, that leads to some really bad things. Sure. Like very bad results. Sure, sure. I agree. Because then it's like, at no point are you going to sort of take a step back and say, because if you're led by your emotions all the time, then you're just going to sit there and be reactive. You're going you're gonna to react and, and you're going to be easily probably manipulated by whoever, whatever. And I, th- I think I think the manipulation part is probably worse than the reaction to me. I mean, you're, you're just going to be so easily manipulated. It doesn't, you know, OK, so you're going to be reactive all the time. I myself don't see being reactive as a negative. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I think being reactive is. Well, I, I guess. OK, so are you looking at it from the standpoint of the. Well, I'm, I'm looking at the standpoint of like, like the rational person versus the reactive person. The reactive person just kind of expects that everybody is going to have the same. They expect everybody to have the same 
response that they do to things, right? And then when you sit there and say, well, hold on a minute, hold on a second, like, we need to take a step back here. And and at that point, they're going to be like, fuck you. Okay, so we're talking about two different things when you say react. Really? Yeah, because I I mean react in the very literal sense. Right. And you're, you're using it as a title for a certain set of behaviors. Yeah, I'm talking about the behavior of reactiveness. Right, but everything reacts. Almost every person kind of reacts, right? If I hold a, if I hold a, a candle to your leg, you're going to move, like ah, which is a reaction. That's the way I'm thinking about it. You're thinking about it in a different way that I'm. I not think it reactive as a as an as an emotional response to everything. Again, but everyone. So like, I'm going to show you this video, right, of whatever, mm-hmm. and that video is is designed so that you'll have like a an affect a certain response right in music it's called an affect okay so and and you have that reaction and and uh, i don't know no I, I get where you're going i get where you're going but i don't think i don't think reactive is that a is that a term that you just coined or is that something that reactive yeah like that i don't know if i coined it or not but like when i when i look at people who are very emotional yeah they're reactive all the time to everything. Okay, so so I'm that that was my question. Is they're that like something? A, it's like a train wreck. Is that something that you just kind of came up with, or you are describing, or is that something that you got from somewhere else? Wow. Or do you know? I don't know, but I think it's. I think probably like if you Google reactiveness or being reactive, there's going to be a lot of definitions that have to do with it being just like an uncontrolled emotional response to things. Okay. See, that's, that's totally not where my mind went. It's because you're irrational. When you said reactive, I thought of the San Onofre, the, the now closed San Onofre nuclear power plant. No. How, how, how's that? <laughs> reactive. Reactor. No. So, no, I'm not rational. No, reactive is when is, is, is somebody who's like in a, the emotional train wreck. Okay. And so it's like their, their life is just... It's, it's like this emotional drama. Everything that, is dramatic. That sounds kind of exhausting. Well, it is, but it's kind of the, it's kind of the reality that we live in. That's, I, I, I don't know. That sounds really tiring. I, not well, only, like, well, you don't spend any time on social media, really. Yeah. I spend a lot of time on like X, which used to be Twitter. Instagram, threads, like all those things. And most of what's going on on social media is reactiveness to things where somebody will post a, some kind of a video that is to, is to an illicit response. And then there's a whole lot of people on either side of it, just going at each other and and in a very emotional way. And to be clear, when you say react or reactive, you're really talking about highly charged emotional responses. Correct. So everything... Okay, okay. And so things are very out of out of whack because people don't have their emotions in check. They're just kind of like, I get to just be bleh all the time and you just have to kind of like accept the fact that like this is... This is this very, very emotional thing and, and I'm supposed to... what I, and, and I think there's this expectation that when people behave like that, that you're supposed to just sit there and be like, okay with it. And 
that's that's why we're that's why there's a problem. Well, there's that that old saying that the squeaky wheel gets the grease, and I think that maybe that needs to be changed a bit. Actually, no, because if somebody's like emotional all the time. Okay, so let, let let me let me rephrase. They say the squeaky wheel gets the grease, and so that's why people complain and do all the stuff and and to get what they want. Yeah. Um, my my reaction to that with people that aren't like super close family mm-hmm. has been to ignore them. <laughs> right. You know, Which my probably re- like infuriates. My, my reaction to that is to change the wheel. And if it's super close family, if they do it enough, I'll just leave. And that, that gets people really, you know, like, you can't, you can't just walk away. You got to deal with blah, blah, blah. I was like, no, I really don't have to. So <laughs> I think if there was a bit more of that going on instead of people just kind of uh, catering to well you kind of want a little bit of catering I, I see I see the catering as a bit of a feminine response I mean it's like your mom right if you're a crying baby mom needs to come there and kind of make it better now the point where the part where I think is wrong is that all of society feels that the rest of society is mom and they should be able to do what they want and everybody else needs to clean up their shit right I disagree with that. See, in, in Buddhism, they talk about the monkey mind, right? And the monkey mind is overrun with emotions. And basically, the monkey mind is, is well, the emotion is leading the mind all the time. So whenever you have a, an emotion, your mind immediately goes into that emotion and then you go and do some, some crazy thing because you're led by your emotions. Mm. Whereas, like, the, the idea is that if you have your emotions in check or if you can recognize your emotions, then you can kind of regulate that. Which mind is that? Which animal mind is that? It's the elephant. Well, the elephant is the mind. Well, the, 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 from what I remember from the teaching, the, the, the elephant is like the mind that is unmoved, but then the monkey... When you have an emotional mind, the monkey is pulling the elephant around. You know, I would have never, I would have never thought of the elephant as being the calm one. Well, the elephant is the calm one. The elephant's like the immovable one, I think. And well, then, and this, then the, and this shows that I have no experience with elephants. I mean, but no. then as you, as 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 you kind of like get your emotions in check, it, it's like a graduation of pictures, right? Like eventually, there's no monkey anymore. The, the monkeys kind of calm down and, and at a certain point the mind is no longer being led by the by the emotions okay because but you have to recognize the fact first you have to recognize you have to be able to see that you're behaving emotionally then you have to be able to sort of put that in check and say I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be reactive in response to those emotions or I'm going to recognize the fact that I need to get these emotions in check. Yeah, but you're you're even when you even describe that, you're actually still giving those people the benefit of the doubt like they can't help it or they can do something to try and quiet that. You can. <clears throat> I'm not saying you can't. I come from the standpoint of I think a lot of those people do that because they figured out that it's profitable in some form. Right. You know, profit not just being money. Right. But it is profitable. So, you know, 
we don't do stuff that we don't think is unprofitable. So when you get when you get angry and you and you can feel yourself getting angry. I need to go away. But you recognize it. Well yeah. You take yourself out of the I need to go away. At the at the risk of hurting people's feelings and, and, and all I need to I need to get out of there. You leave. I do. And do you do you, and if you can't do that do you like do things like do you regulate the anger with your breathing or anything like that? No, I leave. There is no. There's no. There's no. When I hit a certain point, there's no coming back. There's no like. Oh well, I'm just going to do long breath. Long breaths. You can't. You can't. It's you can't make Vesuvius not not pop. Once it's pop, it's done. I already know that about myself, and I can't be around anything. Really? Yeah. I can't be around anything breakable. <laughs> uh, well, we're on zero. <laughs> We're playing the we're playing the uh, the low battery game today, seeing how far we can go. Um, so, wouldn't it have just been easier to get a new plug? It doesn't work with the plug in. Well, an adapter. The new it's not the adapter. It's it's because this thing's on its last legs, man. You say that for everything, <laughs> but I don't I don't think it means what you think it means. So you think I should just order a new plug? Well, that would be the first thing. <laughs> if if the adapter is not that expensive, instead of buying like thirty dollars worth of batteries, uh huh, maybe the adapter, a five ten dollar adapter might work. Might work. Yeah. Okay. And who cares if it's five or ten dollars? Okay, so you waste. Shit, I don't even know if there is an adapter for this thing anymore. Aren't most adapters kind of universal? Well, yeah, maybe. Like, I might have something that might work. Really? Uh, I'll give it to you <laughs> tomorrow. Okay. It's still recording. So I think we might be all right until the lights stop. Um, but yeah, so I, but I, but I think things are a little, we, we've talked about the feminine versus the masculine. And I think things are, the pendulum is, things are very much in the emotional right now and but but what you're saying is is that 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 it what i'm saying is we need each other (laughs) but you're also saying that there's a reason that people are doing that yeah they want people to be emotional well yeah the people that are trying the people that are profiting the most and that's that's why i'm really against collectivism and large organizations because the bigger the group is the easier it is for a small number of people to get the most amount of profit from it i mean what what is the the astounding it's not even a statistic but the the, the astounding tidbit of information one percent the top one percent owns like more than half of mm. everything uh even even with slavery like in the in the in the in the pre-civil war south what do you think? What do you think? Like the, some like three percent of the pop of the white population owned ninety seven percent of the slaves. Wow. And and even the statistic now that that I didn't research but gets 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 put out there when people say like you know the stop the 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 cops killing unarmed black men you know if you ask anybody even if you ask me a few years ago my, my I thought it'd be like in the hundreds. Maybe right. in the thousands, right? Yeah. And then various people went to went to look at it. I'm not saying they're correct or incorrect, mm-hmm. but the the number was like 19. 
And is there more... What about whites being killed by cops? They're more of them. They're more unarmed whites getting getting killed by, by cops than unarmed blacks. But, like, you know, people sit there and think that the number's in the tens of thousands, at least. Right. And it's, like, 19. That's because of the coverage. Well, sure. Yeah. And, oh, that's kind of what I was saying. It's gotten better. What do you mean it's gotten better? There's less blacks being killed by cops. There was never, there wasn't that many. Like, okay, so if you're talking about like maybe the historically, 40s, yeah, forties, fifties, you know, where they could, where people indis- could indiscriminately kill a black person, almost. Yeah. Yeah. But in the last, like in in the twentieth, in the twenty first century, I think that number was like always in the low, huh, low double digits. That's inconvenient. That's I think that's incredible. Considering no, it's inconvenient yeah, if yeah, you're yeah, an yeah, activist, yeah, 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 right? Yeah. yeah, so that that leads me to what I was kind of thinking about talking about today, but we can just kind of, I'll just throw it out there and we can worry about it later, but... You better hurry because we've got no battery power. Well, well, the reason why, the reason why <laughs> we can't, we can't have the type of things going on that people say, you know, the ideal situation and then like the actual situation. Like ideally, all journalists would treat their interviews like an NPR interviewer does with a Donald Trump or Donald Trump supporter. That's the way every interview would go with everybody if a journalist was true to their ideals. Right. Yep. But then there's the real world, and if you treat people like that, no one's going to talk to you. Right. Right. Because it's like, oh, I want this to be, this if needs I, to be a softball if, interview. If, no, if I were interviewing you and try and say something, and every time you try to say something, I interrupt you. Or every time you said something, I disagree with you. Like, oh, no, that's not right. This is what it is. This is not right. You know. I'll probably just leave. Exactly. And say, do not fucking use this bullshit. Well, if you if it had been recorded, it'd be too late, but. So, yeah. so this, this expectation that we have of people to act a certain way, I think that, I think the biggest problem that we have, we as, as a, as a species for most of us, especially if you have any amount of power mm. and I'm quitting money with power. So is this idea that a lot of people don't think that we're all the same. There's really not much difference between any of us. I mean, that being said, we're not interchangeable, but, you know, the le- while we are all unique, our uniqueness is not all that distinctive or valuable mm-hmm. across, right? You're a unique person, I'm a unique person, but our uniqueness is not really all that distinctive, nor is it all that valuable. Now, we're not interchangeable unless you're like, no, some people think we are, right? So this whole idea that a lot of people have that they never admit, I think things would go a long way if we stopped sitting there thinking that we were better than everybody else. Now, having said that, I think I'm better than everybody else. So much so that I don't even have to think about it. It's a given. And, you know. Why is it so hard to, for many people to admit that? I think because, you know what? I have no idea. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna answer that knee jerk, but right when I thought about, it, I was like, I have no idea. I have no idea why I think the way I think. But most, but a lot of people, myself included, kind of, I, I take it. The reality is, 
do I look down on people? Yes. Do I like do I like it when someone says you look down on people? No. Right. But because I see myself as beyond reproach or above I reproach? Know, I don't know about above reproach, but I see myself as like, oh well I'm I'm more I'm more self aware than that. Right. Right. Well, I, I don't know. I can't I can't tell you. You know, it could be because I was I lived in a I lived in a country where where when I was growing up I was in a laughable minority. I mean a super small minority. Yeah. Still kind of small, right? Um, yeah. Uh, so cultural wise, I had I wouldn't say competing cultures with the outside world and the inside world, but you know, I lived in a world full of contradictions. Yeah. Um. But that might not mean anything. We like to we like to we like to sit there and try and you know give weight to certain evidence and stuff. But it might not mean anything, and and we can we can end with the evidence, right? I really I really love it that when you don't like something, and someone says something about that, all of a sudden you turn into Carl Sagan and start questioning every little bit of information about that evidence. You know, like if someone said the Earth was round, all of a sudden, you know. But if we like something, then we accept anything about that info. Well, by the way, that also applies to if you like somebody. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, at least well, for, for me. you, yeah, for yeah. Me. Especially for like, you. if I like somebody, oh yeah, I'll cut them all sorts of breaks. If I don't like somebody, I'm the biggest asshole in the world. Yeah, that's kind of funny because I'm all or nothing about stuff that I do about my tasks. Yeah, you're all or nothing about people about people, right? Which is kind of you know, which is kind of weird because. That I, I could I could take a liking to somebody that's not a very likable person. Sure. And then that person is gonna if that person's like sizing me up, they're gonna be like, Oh, this this guy's easily manipulated. If that just person to wants to to manipulate you, right. really. I mean. He just he, he just gives breaks to people he likes. But that person could end up liking you. Yeah. Right? I mean, Ted Bundy didn't kill all the women that he met. He was actually looking out for some. That's which just, was kinda really weird, huh? That's insanity. All right. Well, uh, we have talked our butts off. Woohoo! <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. And uh, our numbers are growing, so I guess you must be telling people about us or something. So keep doing it. We appreciate it. Bye bye. <laughs>